What you are about to listen to could be dangerous for anyone wishing to live a normal, safe life at the end of a cheesy cul-de-sac. Back to Jerusalem podcasts are not made in sterile recording studios with professional DJs, but instead behind enemy lines with horrible acoustics, bad internet connections, and suspicious-looking coffee. Listening to Back to Jerusalem podcasts could include unwanted side effects like selling your house, leaving your boring job, and uncontrollable desires to speak strange foreign languages. So buckle up, strap in, and hold on, because this is Fast Train, baby, to all those places your mother warned you about. And now, for your host, the man known for having a radio face, Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I am Eugene Bach and I am coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China. And today we have a treat for you. We're doing something a little bit different because today we are going to talk about the top 20 things that you may not know about North Korea. North Korea is one of those strange places in the world. We call it the Hermit Kingdom because they are hidden behind this bamboo curtain and very few people in the world get to look behind that curtain. Well, yours truly, myself, I've been behind that curtain many, many times and I'm going to start off the list of the top 20 things that you might not know about North Korea. Starting off with number one. The founder of North Korea, Kim Il-sung. You may not know that he was born in a Christian family. His father was a minister, a Christian minister. And in fact, Kim Il-sung, the founder of North Korea, today's hermit kingdom, was actually a organ player at the church. <laughs> there are many things about Christianity that you will actually find in North Korea. You may not know this, but the year, for instance, the year is not 2016 as it would be in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ in the rest of the world. But instead, this year is only year 104. It's actually celebrated every April 15th. That is their New Year's, and that's when they have another year. So today is the year 104, based on the birth of the founder of Kim Il-sung. And that's why in April of 2016, we are focused on getting Bibles into North Korea. Happy birthday, Kim Il-sung. The things that can be found about Kim Il-sung's background in Christianity are insane. If you've ever traveled to North Korea, you would find that actually they have many things that mimic Christianity. For instance, not only do they base the year on the birth of Kim Il-sung, like Christians around the world base their year on the birth of Jesus Christ, but they also have songs, songs that are based on... Uh, Bible songs on uh, the old hymns in the early part of the of the 19th century there were more Christians in North Korea Pyongyang which didn't exist at that time it was the Korean Peninsula there were more Christians there than almost anywhere else in all of Asia in North Korea's um, 
Pyongyang was called the Jerusalem of the East. We talk about it in our book that you can get on www.backtojerusalem.com and look for the book that's called Crimson Crucible. This is a story, uh, not a story, it is a book that looks behind the bamboo curtain in the hermit kingdom and t gives you details about the church in North Korea. The other thing is they have the Trinity. You may not know this, but if you look at the symbols for North Korea, you usually have a sickle on one side, a hammer on the other, as you do in all communist nations. But in the middle, you have a flame. So you have this flame of the spirit of the people. So that is the third leg. So you have the father, Kim Il-sung, the son, Kim Jong-il, and the spirit of the people. Not only that, but if you go to North Korea during noontime, you often see those that are working in the field stop and read their Jucha books or the writings of Kim Il-sung in the same way that we would read our Bibles as Christians. And then they will have a leader who will close the book and then give a little bit of information and in how to apply it to their lives. They also have confession. They will confess to one another their sins, their sins against the party, the sins against the country, and their sins against Kim Il-sung. Number two, in keeping with the early Christian teachings of Kim Il-sung, they have a six-day work week, and they rest on the Sabbath. Again, that is another way that you can see that Christian background for Kim Il-sung. Number three, his son, Kim Jong-il, was born under a double rainbow. You may not have known that the former great leader of North Korea, when he was born, it was a, an amazing day for the entire world, so much so that the heavens smiled and a double rainbow formed. This is to show his glorious comings, but maybe if he had lived in San Francisco, that double rainbow would have had a different meaning altogether. I guess a double rainbow in San Francisco these days doesn't have the meaning that it used to. Number four of things that you probably do not know about North Korea is Kim Jong-il is documented to have a perfect round of golf on his first try. That's right. He actually had 18 holes in one. He's also credited with healing the blind, healing the sick, and when sailors were out on the open waters and a tempest hit and they were scared for their lives, they cried out to uh, Kim Jong-il and prayed to him and his power calmed the storms. In fact, he is known to have written uh, more than 13,000 books in three years when he was in university and he wrote several operas. And it is said that it is the best opera music ever heard by the ears of man. <laughs> I've never heard any of it. I played a little bit of the North Korean march music when we first started. Number five. What do North Korea, Amsterdam, and Colorado have in common? Those three places may seem completely different if you think about Korea in Asia or North Korea in Asia, Amsterdam in Europe, and Colorado in America, but they have something very similar in common. All three of those places say that marijuana is legal. That's right, marijuana is not even considered a drug in North Korea. In fact, on our training farm, the Back to Jerusalem training farm, when we first took over, was covered in marijuana. 
we had to pull it up to be able to plant our crops because our crops were not marijuana. Actually, it is said that North Korea supplies more than 30% of all the opiums needed for Japan. Number six, they have the fourth largest army in the world with about 1.2 million people in the army. That is only 200,000 less than what you have in America. So the fourth largest army. So remember that when most people try to make the argument that the North Korea just isn't that dangerous. Number seven, they have an impressive 100% literacy rate. I think that's probably true or very close to it. Literacy meaning that everybody over the age of 15 can actually read the Korean language. It's a very highly educated um, country. Most of the people, even though they are extremely poor, they are poor because of their leadership. But the education system has not failed them when it comes to literacy in their nation. So as they claim, and it is probably pretty close, though it may not be exactly 100%, they claim an impressive 100% literacy rate. Number eight, people can only choose between 28 styles of haircuts. And I am sorry, but the mullet is not one of them. There are 10 different haircuts that you can have if you're a man and 18 if you're a woman. So woohoo, if you're a female, you get to choose from 18 and not just 10. Married women have to cut their hair short or shorter. Single women are the only ones that are allowed to grow their hair a little longer. So maybe that is a very quick way in society that you can identify whether that woman is available or not. When you don't have Facebook, that works quite well. Number nine, Kim Jong-un is said to have had a contest to see who could come up with the best way to kill someone. <laughs> That's not a joke. He, came, he had this contest and the winner, ta-da, the winner was a young man who envisioned a person being eaten alive by the dogs. And his prize was that... Kim Jong-un actually used this method to kill his uncle. According to reports, his uncle, who was a top leader in the Communist Party under his father, after his father died, offended Kim, became rec recognized as a counter-revolutionary, was stripped naked, and he and his partners, his uncle's partners, were thrown to 120 starving dogs and eaten alive. The execution was ordered by his nephew Kim Jong Il, but or Kim Jong Un. I'm sorry, Kim Jong Un. His nephew. Reports, of course, vary on whether it happened or how it happened, but there's only one story that apparently gives the description of what actually happened to the missing what happened to the missing uncle. Um, according to reports, all the top officials that served under Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong-un's father, had to watch the entire ceremony of his uncle being eaten. Uh, oddly enough, all of the pictures of his uncle that appeared in all the official photographs before, whether it's military parades or military meetings or government functions, have been digitally erased. So basically, they have erased his entire... Um, uh, existence from the face of North Korean history. Um, number, what are we looking at here? Number 10. 
North Korea is actually called the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. That's kind of whenever you hear the words democratic and republic both thrown into the name of a country instead of just saying North Korea, it's probably neither democratic or republic. But to show that they are democratic, they have elections every five years. But only one candidate is listed. It is compulsory that everyone has to vote. And there's only one candidate because that one candidate can only come through hereditary through the gene line of Kim uh, Kim Il-sung. Kim Jong-il. And now we have Kim... I'm getting confused with them myself. Kim Jong-un. So going through all the Kims can be a bit of a tongue twister for me. The next um, fact that you may not know is that they have less than 3% of all of their roads paved. That means that less than 1,000 kilometers, and by many reports, less than 800 kilometers of roads in North Korea have ever been paved. Less than 800. So, I mean, if it would not take you very long at all. Now, I've traveled on some of those quote-unquote paved roads in North Korea, and I would debate whether they could be considered to be paved or not. It felt like we were driving over uh, hard ash rock in Hawaii from volcanoes that had erupted several hundred years ago and, and, and dried up, and all you have is these beat up old rocky lava areas. I mean, that's what the roads felt like in North Korea. So I would actually debate whether that 3% has been paved or not. The 38th parallel, as you will know, between North and South Korea is called the DMZ. The DMZ stands for, go ahead, guess. Most of you know, not all of you. Most of you that have been in the Army or the Marine Corps probably know that the DMZ stands for the Demilitarized Zone. But despite this name, it is actually the most heavily militarized zone in the world. So even though it's called the Demilitarized Zone, it is very heavily militarized, the most militarized area in all the world. In fact, this is the reason why People usually sneak into China, so the majority of uh, people that try to escape from North Korea, they go to China and try to make their way to South Korea from China. By going north, they then eventually move their way. Many of them go into Mongolia, and Mongolia are then patriated into South Korea. By the way, on this one note, it should be noted that of all the people that escape from North Korea, 80% of those escapees are females. So males are less likely to make it out alive. The next fact, number 14, North Korea has its own computer operating system. That's right, they threw Windows out the window and they don't use Mac. They have their own system called the Red Star Operating System. It's kind of based off of Linux, but the difference is, is it tracks everything the user does and only connects to the internet, not the World Wide Web. So it's very much like our Gospel Cloud. Our Gospel Cloud provides internet or intranet for anybody that connects to it wirelessly. But we do not connect them to www.google.com or facebook.com or what, uh, whatever kind of website they may want to go to. Actually, it only comes to our website. And they have the same in North Korea. And it tracks everything the user does, kind of like eBay and Google. 
And most of the people that are in North Korea that have access to a computer, they have to use Red Star operating system, although many of them still do use an older version of Windows. Most illegal files like the digital Bible that we're bringing into North Korea on a regular basis, those are usually coming in in an electronic form. Many of them in SD cards, micro SD cards, and USB. Now, because they are coming in SD cards, micro SD cards, and USB, it is very difficult for the government to stop that. So they have gotten tricky. They have started this Red Star operating system and actually uh, set it up in a way that whenever you plug in your USB, your SD card, or your micro SD card, there will be a stamp that your computer automatically puts on that file on the USB so that if the USB is later caught by a border guard, a police officer, or something like that, they can plug in the USB and find out where the different computers are throughout the entire country that downloaded the files off of that USB or uploaded the files. That is from the Red Star operating system. So tricky, 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 those North Koreans. Uh, Number 15, wearing jeans is illegal in North Korea because it symbolizes America, the great enemy. But (laughs) I don't really know if they can call America the great enemy anymore when just yesterday on the news, a young girl in Argentina asked the American president, what's the difference between communism and capitalism? And his answer was, there's not really a big difference. You just have to choose what you like. That might be an answer that the North Korean government would like to here played more often. The next fact about North Korea that you may not know, number 16, in 2012, archaeologists from the Academy of Social Sciences at North Korea's History Institute were credited with making the discovery of a unicorn cave where unicorns were taken and buried and they were unicorns that Korea's emperor used to ride. Congratulations, you scholars from the Academy of Social Sciences at North Korea's History Institute. (laughs) That discovery is one in which the West has not yet even been able to come up with anything to compare to. That That is actually on their news, and it is a part of their history department's great discoveries. They have discovered unicorns and the unicorn cave where unicorns were buried number 17 kim jong-un was selected to be president after his brother embarrassed the country by trying to sneak into japan's disneyland on a dominican republic passport i guess he didn't look dominican republic enough but when he tried to sneak into japan's disneyland he was an embarrassment for his father kim jong-il and because of this embarrassment he lost his throne to he lost his his ability to come to the throne of North Korea and and and, and lead the country. Instead, his younger brother Kim Jong Un was selected. The problem is is the world community did not even know that Kim Jong Un existed. Kim Jong Un this is a part of the same fact of number 17 for uh, for me I'm just going to throw it in there. He attended school in Switzerland at a Swiss international school. He grew up basically in Switzerland. Nobody knew who he was. He played the part of a child of a diplomat. 
He also liked to play basketball, was a big fan of the NBA, and many of you may not know, he even played in the play Grease, that movie that was made popular many years ago. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the main guy that played the, the lead part, but this was a 1950s, I think it was 1950s, I've never actually watched Grease, but I know it's super popular because I've seen it on Broadway being shown, I've seen obviously all over TV, it's supposed to be a classic, I've never watched it, I've never actually been able to hit the play button whenever I've seen it on the movie list on the airplane, that's me, that's obviously, I'm, I am in the minority, the minority that even Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea, enjoyed the play so much that he played a part of it. And now he is playing the part of the leader of North Korea. The 18th thing that you may not know about North Korea is that they are the largest producer of counterfeit U.S. currency, primarily $50 and $100 notes. They are so good that the World Bank has been circulating them through all around the world and not even knowing that they are counterfeit. They're so well done that they are called the super notes. They are the, they actually, the counterfeits that are produced are not produced by some illegal underground gang. They are produced by the government. The government sanctioned the illegal making of U.S. currency, because if you can't, make it, you might as well make it. If you can't earn it, you might as well print it. I mean, that's what we do. And in, in the US, I'm, in the last couple of years, we've seen whenever you can't pay the bills, just print more money. North Korea could not agree more. Actually, they have more than 250 million notes that have been printed. And those are just the ones that have been caught. Now, there haven't been any real new cases since 2008. There's been three, but that's been very small. So only a few cases since 2008. So it looks like the U.S. has either won the battle on cracking down on the flow of counterfeit currency coming from North Korea or North Korea has just gotten better. Probably gotten so good that the North, that America has not yet caught on to the number of bills that they're currently making that are probably very very done, well done. Now they before they got caught, they probably learned from their mistakes what it was that they did wrong, how they were found out, and got better at it. So the U.S. government is not the only government that is printing currency in order to get out of debt. <coughs> Excuse me. It seems that the North Koreans have learned a very important system. The 19th part, and this gets a little bit more serious. The other ones are a little bit more tongue-in-cheek because they are so crazy. They are on the border of ridiculous, and it seems that you know this can't really be real. But it is. It is real. And as humorous as some of those things sound for instance north korea having only 28 different haircuts north korean's leader having 18 rounds of golf all holes in one um north korea discovering unicorns as even though that can all be quite humorous when we first hear it it points to a much darker regime and Number 19 gets a little bit more serious. Owning or distributing a Bible or South Korean movie is punishable by death. 
In fact, we've reported on this. You can go to our website, look in our archives of uh, news reports that we've done in the past and find out uh, all the details on what I'm about to say because it was absolutely horrific. But not long ago, there were 10,000 people, including women and children, who were forcibly marched into Toshinpun Stadium where they were forced, including the children, on a school day. They were marched to the stadium and they were forced to witness public ex- the public execution of 80 people who were accused of being Christian or distributing quote-unquote pornography, which is also how the Bible is referred to uh, many times, especially when it comes to government propaganda. 80 Christians. Now, they weren't just executed. These Christians were tied to stakes. They had sacks put over their heads. The entire stadium was forced, including the children. These are small children, impressionable children. These are mothers that want to keep their children from uh, seeing this kind of violence, but they're forced. Both the women and the children are forced as each one of those 80 people were mowed down by machine gun fire. Bibles are often ballooned into the country. Um, there are different groups uh, inside of China as well as South Korea that put Bibles and put, attach them to balloons, and then they will um, let them go into the country. They often will poke a hole into those balloons so that after so, uh, once they make it so far across the border, they will begin to descend down uh, into the territory. Now, North Korea is very aware of these kind of actions, and North Korean border guards are ordered to shoot down on sight these balloons whenever they see them. Those who break the law are sent to prison camps called gulags. Not just them, but their entire family up to three generations. These are death camps. When I say three generations, it means that if you are taken to prison, if you get caught with a Bible and you for whatever reason, actually survive and are sent to a prison camp instead, it's not just you that goes. It's considered that that kind of rebel behavior flows through the blood of your veins. Therefore, three generations have to be taken out. So if you are arrested and sent to the gulag, to one of these death camps, your children, your children's children, or your parents, or your parents' parents are sent to the gulag with you. Now, they may not be in the same jail as you are, but there is a jail housing just for families where the families are also suffering in that same area. These are death camps where most people never leave. These have been heavily reported on in the United Nations. And the last one, there are many fake things inside of North Korea. In fact, there's an entire city that was created just to entice South Koreans to defect to the north. The city is called the Kijongdong city. And it's it's supposed to look beautiful from the outside so that South Koreans would be enticed to come. It's very much like the traffic in North Korea, you have traffic guards that are standing in the middle of intersections directing traffic that doesn't exist. The streets are empty and bare. The hotels have no one in them. The computers at immigration, when I travel through an immigration, are not even plugged in. And yet, the immigration officer that is processing my paperwork is typing on a keyboard that 
I know is not working. They know that I know that it's not working. It's not even plugged in, but they have to pretend that it's working. My visas actually have been handwritten by a scribe that does excellent handwriting, looks very similar to computer printouts, but it's not. It's handwritten. You can't you can tell, but just barely. Computers that are not plugged in, traffic that doesn't exist, cities that are completely fake represents very much what's taking place in North Korea today. It might look good from the outside for a while as it did in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. But after a while, it's only a matter of time before the inside reflects, or I'm sorry, the outside reflects what's taking place on the inside. Inside of North Korea today, the reason why the regime does not want you to come and see what's going on is because they are broken. It is dark. The people are suffering. And I'm sorry to say, to a world leader that would say there's very little difference between communism and capitalism. Communism enforces atheism. So though there may not be salvation in capitalism, there is salvation in freedom where Christians are blessed. He who blesses my people will be blessed. He who curses my people will be cursed. The persecution of Christians in North Korea has directly been attributed to the poverty and the suffering of the people of North Korea. So these are the top 20 things that you may not have known about North Korea. I want to thank you for joining us for another edition of Back to Jerusalem podcast. I am Eugene Bach coming to you live from somewhere within the borders of China. God bless you. There's a simple way for us to help ISIS victims. Drink tea. It's that simple. By drinking a cup of Back to Jerusalem Chinese tea. You will bring hope to the refugees displaced by ISIS. It is a healthy way to make a difference. So invite friends and family to your home for a Bible study around a warm pot of organic Chinese tea. Does your church have a cafe? Add Back to Jerusalem tea to the menu. All profits go to help ISIS victims in Iraq and Syria. My name is Jung. And I am an unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. It is considered quite dangerous for me to share the contents of this book, but these are stories that need to be told for God's glory and the encouragement of the church. So begins the extraordinary first-person account of a prominent leader of one of the largest underground churches in China. This dramatic true story is told in Back to Jerusalem's latest book. I Stand with Christ by Eugene Bach. I Stand with Christ is a detailed account about a former Communist Party member who took a stand for his faith in Jesus and was targeted for prison, work camps, and torture. See how he goes from the prison cell of China's maximum security prison to leading one of the largest underground house churches of 10 million believers. Be amazed at this true story of suffering, sacrifice, and triumph. I stand with Christ 
is available at www.backtojerusalem.com or where books are sold. <laughs>